Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your host of Crossing the Jordan, Jordan Beachnow, and I'm not. This is not one of my typical uh, podcast episodes where I talk about different aspects of the faith, but rather I just wanted to share a recording of a speech that I recently gave to a group of high schoolers about uh, prayer and encountering Jesus in prayer. Uh, I was invited by a good friend of mine, Alex, who um, is just an incredible, on fire young woman for Jesus and His Church. And I just ask all my listeners to pray in Thanksgiving for Alex, and also for even just a even larger increase in strength to continue serving Jesus and His Church in all these different various ways. She serves at this high school, serving the kids to grow deeper in the relationship with the Lord, and also she's served in Lords France, which I'll talk about some other time in a podcast about Mary. But she's served there and serving pilgrims that come there with their with their sufferings and their burdens, who go there hopefully and the hopes to be healed or just to unite their suffering closer to Jesus and they come from all over the world and she's just an incredible uh, uh, person in the body of Christ so please just pray in thanksgiving for her and for her strength and even more um, that the Lord will utilize her and in ways to serve his church and his people so uh, before I hop into a few different things, I had 23 minutes on this speech, so I kind of cut out a few things. But uh, before I share the recording, this is the setup of, the, of my speech on prayer. I talk about what is prayer, praying from the heart, simplicity of prayer, humility, thanksgiving, his intimate love for us, and how to hear his voice. And each of those I could probably go into separate discussions about, um, but Uh, Just a few things. So when I talk about praying from the heart and I talk about how our body communicates what is going on in in our inner hearts, and I talk about praying prostrate or laying on the ground or on your knees when you're speaking to God, but also you want to have that that place of humility and complete love and trust, which is praying on your knees or prostrate, kind of that that outer expression going on in your heart when you're also reading the word of God, when you're letting God speak to you, when you're reading scripture. And then also when I talk about humility, there's a few different prayers that I highly recommend for everyone to try to pray. Just go ahead and Google uh, litany of humility, litany of trust, and the abandoned prayer. And the abandoned prayer is written by Charles de Foucauld, and it's right on the EWTN website. So if you just Google those three prayers, I highly recommend praying it. They're very hard to pray and to actualize, but I think the more we pray it, the more the the grace that the Lord is going to give us in order to live that out, to be truly humble, to be truly trusting in Him, and to completely abandon ourselves into the Lord's hands and being the most fulfilled life that we can possibly have because we're that more uh, connected with God's grace for our lives. And then uh, when I go into simplicity, I also I talk about different prayers that the Catholic faith has when when we don't know what to say or how to pray. We have uh, these we have I guess structured prayers. Even the Lord He used structured prayers. He taught us to pray the Our Father. And the Jewish people they would pray uh, Psalms at uh, given hours of the day, much like our religious brothers and sisters. They pray the Liturgy of the Hours, which I also highly recommend. If you guys have a breviary or you can download the app uh, I Breviary, and it has all the Liturgy of the Hours in there, so you can read along with the church, and it's very powerful. But I also want to recommend the Psalms. So the Psalms are in the Old Testament and the the Jewish people, this is like their expression uh, of prayer towards God. And same with the Catholic Church. Here's what the Catechism says about the Psalms in paragraph 2596. The Psalms constitute the masterwork of prayer in the Old Testament 
They present two inseparable qualities, the personal and the communal. They extend all dimensions of history, recalling God's promises already fulfilled and looking for the coming of the Messiah. The Psalms are just so beautiful. So in uh, the liturgy uh, at Mass, in the liturgy of the Word, when we hear God speaking to us from the, the Law of Moses or the Prophets or any book from the Old Testament, we hear that. And then we usually sing, we always sing a Psalm back to God. So that is our time where uh, the people of God were united and praying back to the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And then we hear the epistles uh, and then the gospel. But the psalm is both communal, but it's also very personal. It has like every single mood in there, whether you're feeling frustrated, you're angry, or if you're in a mood of thanksgiving and praise, or you're feeling like you're going into temptation, or just all these different moods. I printed off and then I just googled like the list of moods of the psalms and I printed off each one so like when I'm feeling some sort of way I can go back to the psalms and and pray that prayer and it's very powerful and the last thing I wanted to share on simplicity is this quote from Jacques Philippe in his book thirsting for prayer the prayer of simplicity contains discreet profound lessons on what the human mind is it reminds us that the human mind is first of all an infinite capacity for receptiveness but contains absolutely nothing of its own until it is filled by words and images received from outside itself from the world or from other people it is clear from this that priority must always be accorded to listening over speaking receiving over doing openness to the gift over the production of a task. So just pray from the heart with that simplicity of a child and have childlike faith and to receive what the Lord truly wants to give you. And also that simplicity of our minds being receptive to the things around us. Well, later I'll talk about hearing the Lord's voice, but also because our minds are have this infinite capacity, well, let's, let's fill our minds with things of the Lord. So let's study scripture. Let's listen to the word of God. And then that way, we're going to be even more familiar and hear the Lord's voice intimately for us. So later I'll talk about the differences between logos, the word, and rhema, the word. Those are two Greek words. Logos meaning like universal, like Jesus, he is the logos. And uh, teachings and truths that do not change. And rhema are the words that are speaking to you, directly. So the more we get in touch with the logos and receiving that word, the more we're going to become familiar with how the Lord speaks to our hearts and our minds and our thoughts. And we're going to be hearing the rhema for your life. And uh, when I talk about my personal prayer life, I talk about how much I pray and all the different methods that I use to pray. But we have to remember we're not praying out of act of like obligation or we're like pleasing the Lord because there's no, there's nothing that we can do to earn his love. But when we enter into that prayer, that is when we are just diving deeper into intimacy with goodness and love himself, which is God. And every single time we come into that intimacy, it permeates the rest of our lives and his will comes clear to us. We're filled with more joy and hope and peace. And I, I want everyone to to take that to heart, that his intimate love for us is why we pray. It's a gift. Um, it is the reward. The prayer is the reward and not the goal. And especially because Jesus, he is our Lord, he's our Savior. So our Lord and Savior, He, we're, we humble ourselves before him, we trust ourselves to him, and we thank him. But also he's our best friend. I want, we want to hang out with him the most. He knows us the best. He reads our hearts. He knows what we need. He knows what's on our hearts and our desires. So when we connect with him, we are connecting with love itself, and he is calling us into that communion. And because prayer is the gift, 
we go because we want the intimacy with the giver more than just the giving that he that he provides us we want intimacy with the savior more than the saving that he uh, provides us with and we want the intimacy with the healer himself more than the healing that he gives us and because you have such an incredible loving infinite father who expressed his love totally to you and jesus on the cross go to him with all of your wants and your desires tell him everything there is no prayer request that is too bold for him so ask him the most bold request that you have but we always keep our keep our eyes fixed on the giver the healer and the saver savior and all those things that he gives us those are gifts and graces from him but keep your eyes fixed on him by saying at the end of every single prayer thy will be done just like jesus taught us in the garden and then when I go into his lo- his intimate love for us, I share different scripture passages and things to think of, think about before you even enter into prayer, because we need to realize his intimate love for us before we even start praying. So I give a few suggestions, and I also want to talk about when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, the heavens were opened and they were not closed, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him, and he had complete access to the Father. And we are baptized in that exact same baptism as Jesus. We just have to become acquainted on how we hear his voice, how we see his will. So I I love meditating on that, and to hear the Father say, you are my beloved son, or to a daughter of his, you are my beloved daughter. And that is how the Father sees you. And then uh, one of my favorite scriptures is Galatians 5.1, for freedom Christ has set us free. Not only did he set you free from something, sin and death, but he also set you free for something, which is, which is authentic love, which is found in him. And that perfect love dries out fear, 1 John 4.19. And then I share a little bit about hearing his voice. So dialogue, inspired thoughts, images, senses are, are ways to to hear the Lord's voice. And maybe I'll talk about that some other podcast when I talk about the prophetic anointing, hearing the Lord's voice for other people. But also just in prayer, when you're dialoguing with Jesus, it is Jesus speaking to you. So I don't get visions. I don't get very clear images, but I get random thoughts popped up in my head. And, and that is the Lord speaking to me because I'm in complete dialogue with him. And so trust that. And also when you're... Uh, the Saint Therese of Lisieux, when you're, I want to reference her because when you're praying and you have movements of your heart, so when you're praying with scripture and you be attentive to the movements of your heart and that is the Lord speaking to you. If a piece of scripture stands out to you, go ahead and meditate on it. Stay out and a little bit more. Ask the Lord, what is he trying to speak to you in that moment? And Saint Therese of Lisieux, this awesome saint who died at the age of 24, She's called the little way, and she's a doctor of the church, by the way, the age of 24, Carmelite nun who died in the 18, late, late 1800s or early 1900s. But she is the little way because when she was meditating on scripture, practicing the St. Ignatius of Loyola meditation and contemplation exercises, she was so frustrated. She was in her vocation, but she still wasn't at peace because she felt like she hasn't found her place in the body of Christ yet. Well, she was meditating on scripture where St. Paul is talking about the church as the body of Christ, and she is meditating on it. She Then it hits her. Well, if the church is a body, then the church has a heart, and that is my vocation. It is to love. So with everything she did out of the little way, she did everything with great love, no matter if it was like sweeping the floor or just talking with one of her sisters, but she did everything with great love the little way. 
So listen to the movements of your heart like St. Therese of Lisieux did the little way who then found the little way of loving out of Jesus' love of choosing the greatest decision that expresses the greatest love. And that is where you find Jesus. And lastly, I just want to leave you with this quote from St. John Paul II. It is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He is waiting for you when nothing else you find satisfies you. He is the beauty to which you are so attracted. It is he who reads in your hearts your most genuine choices, the choices that others try to stifle. So now here is the recording of my speech. I pray that it is extremely fruitful for you, and I'm praying for you all. God bless and enjoy. Who is going to introduce himself? Let's see if that one works as well. Is it on? All right. Awesome. Can you guys hear me okay? All right. Praise God. Let's start off in prayer, right? That's fitting. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Abba Father, we just thank you so much for this time together. We thank you for each one of these individuals created in your image and likeness. And thank you for sending your Son to restore us back to what you created us to be. Lord Jesus, I just surrender this speech to you. I just ask that you fill me with your words and you anoint each of these minds, these ears, these hearts, these souls, that we may be ever attuned to your grace. And we ask this through all in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. So last two weeks ago, you guys had a, had a speaker talking about encountering Jesus. Is that right? Awesome. So every single day we get to encounter him in prayer. So I'm just so excited to be here with you guys. So a brief introduction of myself. My name is Jordan. Um, 27 years old, so a little removed from high school now. <laughs> but uh, I'm originally from Lansing. I went to Grand Valley State University in Grand Rapids. I played football there. was blessed to uh, have a scholarship to go play football. And I studied finance, and I got hurt playing football and uh, changed my major to accounting. And that's actually what brought me to Detroit. And because I came to Detroit, my sister had asked me to join the RCIA program with her uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago now. And I came into the Catholic Church last spring. And guys, it has been life-changing. Our faith is so beautiful. Praise God. And, uh, and even at Easter, when I was coming into the church, I could articulate everything. But over that summer, as I kept receiving Jesus in the, in the Blessed Sacrament and going to confession and just deepening my relationship with him and prayer and also just learning more in the depth of our church and our faith, that my, it just transformed into my heart. And I started praying with people. And I I love praying with people. I love praying myself. You know, you're encountering God right there. But I also started praying with people and seeing like physical healings and, and mental healings and uh, spiritual healings. Um, and it's just such a gift that we even have the gift of prayer to fall into love with Him. Um, all right, so let's start off with what is prayer? So this is from the Catechism, just a quick um, quote Prayer is the raising of one's mind and heart to God or the requesting of good things from God, the encounter of God's thirst with ours. So literally that is saying that our prayer, our thirst for God, who we need so bad, meets the thirst that God has for us, okay? Um, and prayer, I saw this in, in a book recently. Prayer is the school of patience, faithfulness, humility, and trust, the most genuine expression of true love. And so scripture tells us to pray all the time, right? St. Paul says, pray without ceasing, Pray with all time. That's pretty tough to do, right? Like, we all picture that we have to be on our knees and praying um, or at Mass. But no, we can make every little thing that we do into prayer throughout every single day. If you're working out, you can offer that up to the Lord. If you see any, any bad things on the news, you can pray for, pray for that situation. Any great thing that happens, thank you, Lord. Praise Him, you know? 
And uh, so the types of prayer that we have, so dialogue, imaginative prayer, prayerful reading with scripture, adoration, rosary, meditating on the mysteries of Christ, and speaking throughout the day. But no matter what, we pray from the heart, right? So this is my first part that I want to jump into is praying from the heart. So just a quick outline of my talk. We're going to be talking about praying from the heart, simplicity of prayer, humility, thanksgiving, and his intimate love for you. So we're going to talk about praying from the heart. So another awesome quote from the catechism. I highly recommend that you guys read that fourth pillar of the catechism. The heart is our hidden center beyond the grasp of our reason and of others. Only the spirit of God can fathom the human heart and know it fully. The heart is the place of decision, deeper than our psychic drives. It is the place of truth, where we choose life or death. It is the place of encounter, because as image of God, we live in relation. It is the place of covenant. So how do we speak from our hearts? In prayer, I love praying on my knees or at night. Just learned that St. Ignatius does this. He lays on his back. I love praying prostrate at night. It's because my body which God and Jesus Christ and the Incarnation has given us infinite value in. But my body speaks what my inner heart is doing. So I'm surrendering to the Lord every single time I pray. I love praying on my knees and, on, and, and prostrate, laying on the ground. Um, and that is where we encounter God in our hearts, and that we can't even fathom ourselves, but God knows us so intimately. He made all of our hearts, right? Um, and I want to talk about just intimacy real, really quick. So prayer, every single time you enter into prayer... You are encountering God, and every single time you get deeper and deeper into that relationship, he invites us into his inner life. So um, just as like two people, we, we, it starts off as a progress, right? It's every single time we pray, it's not just like, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did today. It's a dialogue. Every single time we pray and we just get deeper and deeper, we fall in love with him. So the next part I want to talk about is simplicity. I wish we could all be like Moses, right? He spoke to God face to face right? But Jesus, he gave us that. (laughs) We can speak to God face to face because when we are baptized, we are baptized into him and we can hear the father. We can see the father's will. We just have to get acquainted. How does that sound? And how does that look like for me? Um, I love this quote. And in our Catholic faith, it's so rich. If we don't have anything to say, we can't figure out we're frustrated at school. We're frustrated with just what's going on in our lives. And it can be just so hard to find the right words to pray. But in our Catholic faith, we have all these prayers like, ready for us to go. We can pray the rosary. We can pray the Psalms. Um, and I just love this quote from G.K. Chesterton. He says that he argued that repetition, so if you're praying the rosary and you can't think of anything to say, but you go, always go back to the rosary or something like that. He says he, he argued that repetition is a characteristic of vitality of children who like the same stories with the same words time and time again, not only because they are not because they are bored and unimaginative, but because they delight in life. I love praying the rosary. And I just, I love that because we're called to be just children, just trusting the Father at all times, right? So I love praying the rosary, and it's never going to get old for me. I watched Sandlot every single day when I was little. Now I do that with the rosary. <laughs> um, the, next, the next part I want to talk about is humility. So the catechism again. It says, humility is the foundation of prayer. Only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought are we ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. So it says in there, quote scripture right there, we do not know how to pray as we ought. So we have to call on the Holy Spirit to help us pray. 
And true humility isn't just like a, a throwing off of, of like, oh, yeah, I did a great job, but it's okay, it's nothing. True humility is knowing exactly who I am and who I'm not. And we really need this. Humility is, like the catechism says, the foundation of prayer. When we enter into prayer, we recognize who Jesus is. You are God, and I am not. And I call on the Holy Spirit because I don't know how to pray. <laughs> what, what do you want me to pray for today, Holy Spirit? Come, please help me. And Jesus, when he's entering into the passion to save each one of you, he tells the Father, thy will be done, not as I will, but as your will, right? So that is true humility, that I'm going to request all these things. I'm going to have that big, bold request from God, like, please, God, follow through with this, but thy will be done. I know you're not going to give me anything that takes me away from salvation or intimacy with you. And the last piece is uh, thanksgiving. So this is one of four types of prayer. So the four types of prayer prayer that uh, the Catholic Church teaches is adoration, so praising God, contrition, forgiveness. So we're always asking, Lord, please forgive me. (laughs) Petition, asking for a favor. And the last is thanksgiving. And I think thanksgiving is probably the most underutilized and probably the most misunderstood type of prayer. And Scripture doesn't say that this is just a type of, like, just a separate type, like you pray petition and then thanksgiving. In Scripture, St. Paul even says, have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, your request made known to God. So he's saying, even when you have petition, even when you're requesting things, you thank him ahead of time. So who said that? Do anybody know who said, thank God ahead of time? Yeah, that's right, Father Solanus. Isn't that incredible that we have a, please God, a, a saint in the Diocese of Detroit that's, that we can fall back and we know what that true humility looks like and what Thanksgiving looks like? Thank God ahead of time. And to be honest, the best person I've ever seen do this is my girlfriend Napoli back there. <laughs> Every single time she prays. And I've seen the fruit of this over and over and over again. Lord, please bring me back my suitcase from Europe. But thank you ahead of time for bringing it back. Thank you ahead of time for only letting your will be done. If you want to strip this from me, that's okay. She prays that every single time we pray. And that has shown me what true thanksgiving looks like. Every single time she asks for something, every single time she praises him for something, thank you, Lord. So this last, before I get into the last place, I just want to show you like what my personal prayer life is like. So we mentioned that we have rosary and all these like litany of humility and litany of trust and speaking from the heart. Okay, so every single morning I get up and try to pray the liturgy of the hours. I read scripture. I go to adoration. I try to worship him in the blessed sacrament. And I, sometimes I put earbuds in to listen to some music and just praise him. <laughs> I'm at mass, the highest form of prayer. And then after that, I, as I'm driving to work, I'm praying, praying the rosary. I'm, I'm meditating on the mysteries of Christ. I'm asking Mary to, to show me what she was pondering in her heart. And then I also pray, right when I get to work, I pray the St. Joseph prayer. Let everything be for the glory of God. No matter what, like, I work in Excel all the time, guys. It's not my favorite thing. It can't be the most exciting thing all the time. But please, for your glory, God, I'm going to do this. (laughs) 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 Um, 
And so I, I pray all these things, right? So uh, I pray before a meal. I pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 p.m. I step away. I make time for the Lord. Every single day at 3 p.m., I walk into a separate office, and I pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and I thank him for his mercy for us. Um, but guys, all, the, all those prayers, every single thing, whether we, even if we prayed from the heart, even if we had perfect humility, perfect thanksgiving, and, and we prayed all these things, that's, that something was missing from my prayer life. And it wasn't until I encountered St. Ignatius of Loyola, every single time he talked about stepping into prayer, so the imaginative prayer and contemplative prayer, step zero was knowing his intimate love for you, placing, placing yourself in his love. And I, that, I could not get past that. Every single time I would get, get down on my knees, I'd be like, Lord, thank you for this day. I'm sorry that I did this and this and this. I pray for my mom and my dad and my girlfriend. And <laughs> Guys, I was missing the biggest piece of it, just knowing his intimate love for you. So let's go to scripture really quick. Oh, and I just want to say one thing too on that uh, Thanksgiving piece, and I was talking about my girlfriend. Guys, fellas, pray with your girlfriend. Pray with your significant other. Women, ask him if he's, being, if he's being a little nervous. Hey, let's pray together, okay? Pray with your friends. It is so fruitful, everybody. <laughs> um, all right, so first I want to, do we have a cross in here or a crucifix? Behind here? Okay. So that's actually kind of perfect. Jesus, I trust in you. So every single time you see a crucifix, that is the image of perfect love for you. So who knows that God loves the world, right? John 3, 16, who knows that? God loves the world. God loves your family. Keep your hands up if you know that. But who knows that God intimately loves you, you personally? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I had a tough time doing that. And every single time we see a crucifix, we see the image of perfect love for, for you specifically. Guys, every single time we pray as Catholics, we make the sign of the cross. What a gift that is. Every single time we make the sign of the cross, we mark ourselves with that perfect love. We mark ourselves with the triune God revealed in Jesus. We mark ourselves with the baptism and the, resurre- and the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord. We make an I and we cross it out because I'm going to live for the Lord today and live for others. And we make the sign of perfect communion. He calls us to communion with him vertically and with all, all of our brothers and sisters in our family, horizontally. And if anybody is ever doubting, we have the Blessed Sacrament over there. Jesus is waiting for you. Every single time you go to him, he is waiting from all eternity just to spend that time with you. And I love the catechism. They also teach that every single time you say the name of Jesus with your heart, Jesus, that awesome, awesome victory name, he is really present to you. So sometimes I start my prayer with just saying, Jesus, come, Jesus. And Jesus is here right now. <laughs> and so um, in the beginning, so in Genesis, when he creates all of humanity, he creates us in our image and likeness, but we fall, right? Right? God asks Adam and Eve, where are you? He's not asking like an actual question, like a geographical question, like he lost, <laughs> he lost sight of them. He's like, where are you guys? He's asking because that communion was broken, that perfect love that he made us for, that fellowship. Okay? And he asks us that every, 
he asks, that, asks, us that, asks us that today. I got it. <laughs> and he restored that image of likeness by sending his son. And it's funny that in, in scripture, Jesus even says, your father knows what you need before you ask him. And all the hairs on your head are counted. So what's the point of praying if he knows? It's because he's inviting us into connection with that perfect love, with himself. He is inviting us into his inner life, which is love itself. And I love this too. Um, Galatians 2.20. This is one of the most like personal scriptures because St. Paul uses the word me. And so far as I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who has loved me and given himself up for me. He knows you personally. He, he would have done that for you. He would have died on that cross for you. If you were the only person, if you were in your own world, he would have died on that cross just for you. And also scripture tells us that um, Christ dwells in our hearts. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And Luke, it even says that the, the kingdom of God is within you, right? So who's the king? Is it Jesus? Who's the king? Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the kingdom of God lives in you. You are part of the body of Christ, right? So when Jesus was getting persecuted and, and Saul was dragging Christians off, he stopped him and said, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me? He was talking about every single one of you that were baptized, Jesus is living in. And you are so precious to him because every single time that you're hurt, he's hurt. Every single time that you have a victory, he's, he's rejoicing over you. And I love this too. So he tells us, ask, seek, and knock. And then in Revelation, he says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. <laughs> right? He calls us in to look for him, seek. And he says, I'm seeking you too. He loved, he, we love because he loved us first. And that's the perfect image of that. It's literally where us and Jesus meet because he is constantly seeking out for you. And he's looking for us to respond to his perfect love. All right, so now that I've talked about prayer on praying from the heart, simplicity, so you do not have to be just like, I'm just using big words today, Lord, my prayer is perfect. <laughs> it's praying exactly how you feel at that moment. Lord, I don't know why, but I'm super tired today. I'm exhausted and I'm frustrated. I don't know why I said this. I don't know why I did that. Or Lord, thanks for, thank you so much for cinnamon rolls. <laughs> It doesn't have to be any, anything spectacular. Just talk about your day. Just talk about every single moment of your day with him. And so now I want to talk about how to hear his voice. Oh, sorry, did I miss the, the full bullet points? Praying from the heart, simplicity, humility, thanksgiving, and his perfect love for you. And that's what I really want you to drive home with today is his intimate love for you. So that every single time you go into prayer, you feel that intimate love. And how to hear his voice. So, Scripture. Every single time we open the Scriptures, He's speaking to us. In every single church document, and all the saints, the catechism, every single time He is speaking His words to us. And with Scripture, just to touch on briefly, every single time you read it, you might just be flying through it. You might just do it with your Magnificat if you have it, or the daily readings for the next day. Every single time your heart moves, like, ooh, Jesus said this. Stop on it. That is the Lord speaking to you. He speaks to the desires of your heart. He placed them there, right? And he's going to fulfill them all. 
And as soon as you start listening to the movements of your heart, where is Jesus' peace right now? Where am I not feeling peace? Why did that piece of scripture just stand out? That's the Lord speaking to you directly. So just really briefly, maybe I can teach another <laughs> night on this with, with hearing his voice. So I needed to start learning how to trust that I hear him. Like I don't hear, like, Lord, can you just like show up and can I hear you verbally <laughs> speak, please? He truly does speak into the silence, silent of your heart. And don't ever doubt that. Um, and I... Uh, and there's, and even in scripture, Jesus uses the term logos for word. That's a Greek word, logos, and rhema for word. So he's distincting logos, like the universal, just the belief, what our church teaches, and rhema, what he speaks directly to you personally. So every single time that you step into listening to the word of God, logos, and scripture, the church, you're also teaching yourself to learn how to listen more to the rhema in your life. So he's speaking directly into your heart. And so that is my, the entirety of my speech. But I want to just kind of recap. And when next time we go to adoration, if we have adoration tonight or just prayer. Um, and I just, I guess a personal testimony of mine too. Before coming to the church, prayer was not part of my personal daily life. Like sometimes I'd get down on my knees and pray or try to pray before a meal or something like that. But it was not part of my personal life. Prayer made me a better man. It gave me his joy, his peace. Every single time I step into prayer, everything just falls into order because I'm putting him first. God, you are, Jesus, you are God. I am not. Every single time, everything just falls in. If I, if I put something above that prayer, if I put something above the Lord, stuff just falls apart. Then I even have more anxiety. I have more stress. I have more frustration. But, he calls us in to his inner life every single time we pray to put him first. And so when you go uh, next time to pray, remember simplicity, humility, and thanksgiving. And who did that the best was our blessed mother, right? Humility. She called herself the lowly handmaid. Yeah, the son of God dwelling in her. <laughs> the lowly handmaid of the Lord. And thanksgiving in her Magnificat. And she pondered the mysteries of her own son. She pondered all these things in her heart. Ask her to intercede for you to, to be a better prayer warrior, to pray better. And pray from your heart. Tell him everything that you have, your anxieties, bring your worries, your thanksgiving, every single thing to him. Place yourself in his presence. He intimately loves you. Do you know that? Does everybody know that? Can you say, Jesus loves me? Jesus. <laughs> That's right. You're starting to sing it a little bit. <laughs> um, so how much time do I have? I don't think any time. But I would love if you guys can take... I do? Woo. All right, sweet. Good job, guys. <laughs> All right. I would love to try to set some people free tonight. The Lord, let the Lord work in here. So if you don't mind with me, can we, can we just bow our heads in prayer and open your hands to receive just more of his love tonight? And so what I, what I want to do with everybody, and I do this daily, lead everybody through a prayer of forgiveness and a prayer of breaking bondages in our life. So now when we step into prayer, 
we're more likely to feel his love because there's, we break bondages from ourselves. Okay? When we look at our family, we're breaking these bondages so that we can love people better. So if everybody can repeat after me, in the name of Jesus, I forgive everyone who's ever hurt me or my family. In the name of Jesus, I forgive myself. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. I release into your arms everybody that just came to my mind. And I ask for your forgiveness. And that you bless them abundantly. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of fear, of pride. I renounce the spirit of sadness, frustration, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness. In Jesus' name, I renounce the spirit of insecurity, rejection, fear of rejection, unworthiness. I renounce the spirit of lust, anxiety, and control. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I break this bondage over my life. And I claim my freedom as a beloved child of the Father. Father, in Jesus, I ask for the gift of prayer, a desire for your presence, an awareness of your presence. I give you my thoughts, feelings, desires, my entire heart, for yours. I ask for an increase in faith and trust that I hear you speaking to my heart. Now let's close this time together in a Hail Mary for asking our Blessed Mother, who is the perfect example of Christian prayer, for her intercession as she pondered the mysteries of her son in her heart. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.